Amen. Second Corinthians chapter six. It's already been said, but boy, I tell you, I'm thankful for the revival. Thankful for, thankful for what was preached. I thought, you know, what Pastor Tom had touched on a week ago. I think it was, you know, that uh, we need to hear. You know, we got we got to listen. You know, we can't we can't hear unless we listen, and we can't grow, and we can't do anything in in our relationship with the Lord unless we're willing to to listen to Him and to hear Him. You know, and I thought, I thought. Uh, you know what? It's truly a privilege to to be able to that he wants, that he wants to talk to me, you know. And I'm thinking the least I can do is listen and 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 give give an ear to him, both ears to him. I mean, and, and to want to hear. And uh, I tell you, it uh, Monday night. I tell you, it's it, I'm still I'm still I tell you the, the Lord he he really. He really spoke to my heart. I'm just going to be honest. I'm sure he spoke to your all's too, I tell you. And if he didn't, I mean, we, we're we hurting. Because, I mean, I tell you, I mean, when it's all said and done, you know, I think that's probably more important than anything I could possibly do in my Christian walk is to witness to those that are lost. Not just my family, but, I mean, people that I don't even know. And, uh, you know, y'all pray for me because... Uh, <laughs> Had a fellow come by, he, he was uh, maybe have to have a couple things done to our house. And, you know, before he got out of there, God, you know, I was thinking the whole time I prayed the night before, I said, Lord, give me the words to speak to this fellow. And, you know, this guy showed up, and he was the most soft-spoken guy. And a lot of times, you know, you don't know who's going to show up. You don't know what kind of attitude they're going to have. He talked and talked and talked. And I got to talk to him about church before he left. And, uh, you know, hopefully it... Uh, Gave him something to think about, you know. I mean, he told me he used to be in church and he moved. Just a sweet, he just seemed like just a, had a good spirit about him, you know. So, uh, but I tell you, I'm thankful. God's given us something wonderful to share with people. I'm doing a sorry job of sharing, and I can tell you right now, I got I got to do better. I mean, I'm just telling you, I got to do better. We, all, I mean, I think we all have to. I don't know. I'm not preaching. I'm not the preacher, and y'all can get mad at me if you want. But I know he's he's dealing with me on it. I know that, and I got to do better. And uh, I want to do better. That's not the only thing. I don't want to stand here and say I need to do better. I want to do better, you know. I, I mean, I, I, so anyway. Anyway, that's not in the lesson this morning. But, uh, boy, I tell you what, it's been on my heart. I can tell you that. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to read verses uh, 14 through 18 this morning. Thankful for an opportunity to tell you to spend time on these words. What a privilege. Verse 14 says this, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. And kind of want to look, talk about verse 14 this morning a little bit, 
maybe get into 15 and 16. But, you know, in verse 14, I think it's important, and, and, and I know when we read and study the Bible, it's important that we understand who the different parts of the Bible are talking to. You know what I mean? And, and, and he's talking to us, Paul is talking to us here as believers. Okay? I mean, he's telling us. He's talking to us as believers, and he's saying, look, you can't be yoked up with folks that don't share the same salvation as what you do. Now, before I get very far into this, I want to make sure I say this. That does not mean that we shun those that are lost. That's not what that means. That does not mean that we shun those that don't agree with the fact that we, that we believe, you know, we trust in Christ and we believe in Christ and this word. That doesn't mean that we shun them. What it means is we don't, we don't, we don't get down neck deep in with them. Okay, can y'all follow what I'm saying there? And I'm, I'll try to expound on that a little bit. But so he's talking, Paul's talking to all born again believers in these verses, and he's talking to us. I want us to think about this this morning: how we are to conduct ourselves in our daily lives. You know, I, I think so often that we just kind of, I mean, let's face it, life goes by fast. I mean, I'm, you know, y'all laugh at me when I say this. I mean, I'm 60 years old, and I. I our son had a birthday last week. Our kids are 26 and 30. And I just, there's times I just pause and I think, how can this be? I mean, it's reality, okay? But I, but I mean, time goes by fast, you know? And I don't know how many more, how much time I got left. But, you know, every day is an opportunity to live for the Lord and to share, you know, to share God's word with somebody. And we don't know who we're going to run into. But anyway... What I want us to think about is our manner of life, okay? How we live every day, day-to-day life. And that's what Paul's telling us here because he's, he's wanting us to get down below. I mean, you know, it's, it's easy for me to stand here and say, okay, you know, we don't associate with those that, that, that are against you and, you know, don't go to, you know, don't go to, to you know, don't, you're not supposed to hang out in bars and not supposed to do all this stuff when you become a Christian. Okay, but, but let's get a little bit deeper than that. I mean, he's really wanting us to get deeper and say, look, you got to look at the way you conduct your life every day because how we conduct our life every day reflects upon, yeah, it's not all about appearance, but appearance, how we conduct ourselves personally and very much individually, okay? I mean, I can't stress that word personally enough. I mean, it has a huge impact. I mean, that does impact, and that does show what people are going to see in us, okay? Now, we're supposed to impress the God first, okay? Don't get me wrong. We're not out here to impress people. But how we conduct ourselves personally makes it, it, is what it's all about, and that's what he's telling us here. We are. We are. Right. That's right. And it's not always easy, okay? I mean, I mean it's not, okay? I mean, you know, circumstances come upon all of us. I'll put it that way, okay? We're all in different situations, but... When it all comes down to it, you know, I got to remember who I belong to. Okay, I mean that's that's really, and that's got to be the driver. So, um, how we live every day, day to day life, and, and the Bible uses the word conversation. Okay, and I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that, but it uses the word conversation in reference to a believer's manner of life. You know, how we live, like I just said, how we live our life matters. It matters how we live. Okay, it's not good enough. I mean, I can't. I can't sit back on cruise control and say, you know what, 20-some years ago I got saved, I'm good. I'll just kind of cruise, I'll hit church here and there, and, you know, that's not what God expects, okay? And that's, 
And that's not, that's not having much of a relationship with the Lord, I can tell you. And that's not showing much appreciation for what he's done. I mean, if I, I know, heaven forbid, I, I hope I never get, I don't want to get to that point. But, oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. We please him, he'll take care of everything else, okay? That doesn't mean everything's going to be easy, but he'll take care of everything else. So, to God first, and to those that are lost, okay, I, our lives matter, okay? And, I mean, they matter. And how we live matters. And, you know, appearance matters because that's what people see. But, again, personally, our lives. I mean, I mean how we personally decide how to live, okay? I mean, I, I mean this is kind of, I want us to really think about that. I hope I'm getting this point across. But, and, and we as believers, we have to grow, and here's the thing, in our own discernment, of the Bible. You know, Pastor Tom talks about rightly dividing the Word of God. I mean, we gotta, we got to grow in our understanding of God's Word. we got to spend time. we got to spend a little bit of time sometime in it. we got to study it a little bit. we got to read it. And we got to let it, most of all, i got to let it read me, you know, and let it move on me. And so we got to apply the Bible to our individual lives. And we got to take what the Bible says, and we got to, I mean, really, we got to, this is what I wrote down, we got to embrace it into our lives personally. Okay? If we don't take it personally, we ain't got it. Okay? I mean, I'm not lecturing this morning, but, you know, but I'm, I'm just telling, I mean, it's, I mean, this is, this really spoke to me. I mean, it's, it's, if we don't, if I don't really embrace it, if I don't really love him, then I don't have much of a relationship. I don't have any relationship with him. And it's not going to, my life is not going to be what he wants it to be. I mean, it's that simple. So, so Paul, Paul's focusing, he's focusing on our detailed life here. Okay, when he's talking about being yoked, we're talking about, we're getting down into the nitty-gritty details of how we live, okay? And, um, I mean, that's what yoked means. Who and what we are what we're deeply involved in, who we're deeply involved with. That's what he's talking about. Now, this, I know this, and I should have said this earlier, you know, it talks about being unequally yoked together. A lot of times it talks about marriage. Okay, now marriage is an application to this, but there's a whole lot more to it than just the concept of marriage. Okay, so, I mean, you can use it, you can apply it there, but it's much broader than that. Yes, yeah, it is, it is. And I'm probably not going to do a very good job of describing this, but, but maybe you've, I don't know if you've looked, and if you haven't, if you get, get the desire to, look online and look up, you know, the word yoke. And it'll show you a picture of these oxen, okay? And, and, and I want you to think about this because that yoke, that yoke is, is across both their backs, and, it's, and then there's a collar up underneath, and that thing's hooked up. Okay, and then there's probably another tongue going in between them, probably, okay, a beam or something, and they're hooked up, and they're hooked together, and where one goes, the other one's going, okay? They're not, they're not getting out of that thing, okay? And, I mean, you think about... Right. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep, that's right, that's right. And there's a difference between being yoked and being associated, okay? I mean, we're, we're and that's why I was saying earlier, you know, we, I'm not saying we don't want to, we can't 
we can't not associate with people, okay? If we, if we don't associate with people and try to witness, okay, and try to live before them, if we just shun them, okay, number one, that is not the example that Christ laid out when he was here on earth, okay? He did never shunned anyone. He told them if they were doing wrong, but at the same time, he always offered love and compassion to them, okay? And so... That's right. That's right. And he did. He did. That's right. He wasn't yoked up with them. Okay, that's that, then that's the point that I'm trying to get across here. And that's what Paul's trying to tell us. He wasn't yoked up with them. Okay? J. Vernon McGee made a comment about um, there was a he said somewhere along his ministry that there was a, there was a uh, preacher came to town and didn't, didn't tell him or he said there was another church right down the street, you know, that, that, that he and that, and that preacher were, I guess, on friendly terms or whatever. This fellow come in from out of town, set up a tent, and started holding revival. And then came to him and asked for their support. And he said, you know, after praying and talking and discussing, they lended support for that week that he was there or two, however long it was. But he said, listen, he said, we were not yoked up with him because there were things that he did that they didn't approve of. Now, he preached the word. He supported him, okay? And that's the thing. I mean, we, we got to be careful. We may support someone in some fashion, okay? But we don't have to get yoked up with them. And that means, I mean, when I think about being yoked up, I mean, we're, we're neck deep. Okay, let's think about it like that. We're neck deep in with them. I mean, I thought about work. You know, we all have to work, okay? Especially us men, okay? Like, y'all, sorry, I'll let it go. I can't get by without saying that. I, I mean, that runs deep with me. But anyway, I mean, you know, and, and along the way, I've worked, with all, I've worked with all kinds of different people, okay? People that were easy to work for and easy to work with. People that I liked working for and people that maybe I didn't necessarily care for working with, okay? But I wasn't yoked up with them, okay? I did the work. I, did, I always tried to do my best, but I wasn't yoked up with them. I didn't always agree with what they believed in. That's what Paul's telling us here. Look, if folks don't have the same, number one, if they're unsaved, don't get knee-deep in business with them, in, in, in heavy-duty relations, okay? Let me put it that way, okay? Just don't, don't do it. That's what he's telling us here. We can't. Because there's going to be, there's, they don't think like we think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was preaching the gospel. He made it clear. He was preaching the gospel. He was, you know, but to your point, the fact that he showed up, I mean, his comment about he had certain, and that's what he said, he said there were certain methods and ways that he did things that I never agreed with. Well, right there you go. I mean, from step one. So, but like I said, he didn't. They didn't go in again, neck deep. They didn't travel when he left. They didn't go with him and say, "Well, we'll go with him for two or three weeks." No. Exactly. I doubt that. <laughs> so, um, let me see where we're at here. So. That, so he's no, you're fine. So who and what we are, what we're deeply involved in, and who we're deeply involved with matters. Okay, I think maybe I already said that. So again, this yoke means joined together. 
And here's the thing. You listen to this, though. I mean, when we, I think sometimes we just kind of hit this word and we go on. It means join together. It means working together. And I think I already used the word entwine. I mean, if that doesn't, if I can't, if I can't get it across to you with that word, I, and then, and then, I, you know, I don't know how. It, it, I mean, it's a, it's a strong cord. Okay, you're like I said, neck deep with somebody. Okay, or in something, organization-wise, whatever. So, I mean, the thing is, it can be a lot of different things. It can be business, pleasure, marriage. I mean, there's a whole broad, broad range of things this thing can apply to. Okay, but it all comes back to how do you know? How do you know if you're getting yoked up into the wrong stuff? You, know, you think you think you're just going to kind of wing it from day to day? Right. Yeah. Well, we got, and, and that's my point. We got, we got a, we got a, we have to have a baseline in what we're, how we're living our life, and that baseline's got to be God's word. So if we never read His word and we don't understand His word or we don't, we don't care enough about how He wants us to live to spend time in his word, then we're not going to, we're going to be, we're opening ourselves up to get into a bad situation. Okay, I'll just put it that way. That's right. So, you know, Paul says we can't be joined together with people, okay, that are going a different direction than what we are. I mean, when you think about this, this is a very simple concept, okay? Unbelievers... They don't have Christ. Now, we can belabor that point, and we can talk about, well, how come they're not? That's not the point here. That's not the purpose. The purpose is we're saying those of us that are saved versus those that are unsaved. That's the line. So um, if you want to turn back, I'm going to read a couple of verses back in 1 Peter because, again, kind of talking about, well, how do, you, how do we ensure that we're, that we're living right? How do we ensure we're living right? You say, well, I'm saved. Well, that's great, okay? But <laughs> you know what? When I got saved, I, you know, the Lord didn't, didn't pass by into me, into my mind and say, okay, here's the 25 things. You do these things, you're good. You'll grow, and I mean, well, in a sense he did, but they weren't like you just do those 25 things. That's not how it works. And what I'm trying to get at is 1 Peter chapter 1, um, starting with verse 13 says this, and this is what we got to do. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he, listen, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. He's not talking about words. He's talking about our life. Okay, how we live. I mean, that's why I was trying to get the point across when we started. About It's our manner of life. It's the details of our life. That's what he's talking about here. And if we're not living as Christ wants us to live, we're not going to, I mean, we're, we're going we're gonna to struggle. Okay, and, and we're going to open up ourselves to be, to get in these situations and involved where, with folks and places and things that we shouldn't be. And he goes on to say, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. This is our personal baseline. Okay, listen, we, Pastor Tom said something about not everything's crystal clear. By golly, this is. It's crystal clear. If, if we're saved, 
Christ, he loved us enough to die for us, and that meant enough to me for me to get saved one day. I am to live like him. He is my example. Okay? I mean, why, personal measure. I mean, this is personal. Personal measure, personal baseline. This is our point of discernment as a believer. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's, that's who we measure. I mean, when there's a question in our mind, you know, number one, if there's a question, <laughs> we better put the brakes on real quick because that's him talking to us saying, better hang on a minute here. You know, or, you know this, this probably isn't right. And he doesn't say probably, okay? That's us saying probably. Our Lord, and, so he died, you know, he died for us on the cross in place of us bore our sins, and on the third day rose for our justification, I'm, ju- I'm justified and reconciled with God. Why? Because I've asked him and received the gift of salvation from Christ. That's why. That's why. And because of that, he called me, he called me to repentance one day. I say, praise the Lord. I mean, you know what? I don't think, <laughs> I thought about how, why don't we get more stirred up about that? Are we getting stale I mean I'm sorry but you know I just got to wonder you know he died for me he died for me and and he cared enough then to reach out to me one day and say you're lost and you're going to hell I died for you and allowed me to come in to be his part of his family I mean I'm telling you and because he called me I'm to live like him I'm to live like him because I belong to him and not only that because I love him. That's why I'm supposed to live like him, because I love him. And I'm to be yoked up with him. I'm to be yoked up with the Lord. And it's got to be personal. It's got to be personal. You know, Christ, he's given us the example. There's two things. He's the example, and he's the teacher. Okay? And, and, and without, without those two things, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. He is the example, and he is our teacher, okay? I don't care what anybody else says. I'm just going to be quite frank and blunt, okay? If it's not out of God's word, I don't care. It's not true, okay? And let me tell you something. I don't know why I'm saying all this, but, man, I'm getting stirred up here. I'm telling you, it'll make your life a whole lot better. It's helped me, I can tell you. When all, all, and especially in the times that we live in, listen, if it's not in God's word, don't stress over it. Don't worry about it. Okay? I mean, it ain't worth... I mean, I don't mean we don't stand for what's right. That's not what I'm saying. But don't lose sleep over it. Don't stress and strain over things. It's in his word. It's true. It doesn't matter what other folks say. I mean, we need to pray for them and try to witness to them. Anyway, that's, none of that was in my notes. Anyway, Matthew chapter 11. Let me bounce. I'm kind of moving around here a little bit. But Matthew chapter 11 says this. Let me get back here. That's right. That's right. I mean, I dare say most of us were good people before we got saved. Okay? Now, not everybody. Okay? I mean, I'm not, I'm not pointing anybody out in here. I'm just saying across the board in the world that we live in, not everybody was. But a lot of folks probably were. But the difference is it didn't have the whole, like you said, Wendell. We didn't have the Spirit of God living in us. That's the difference. And now that we do, here it is. We know better. So though we know better, 
are we applying that that we know better? And that's really kind of what I'm trying to get at today. But so Matthew 11, 28 to 30, let me kind of read a few verses here. Familiar verses. It says this, Jesus speaking, says, Come unto me, all ye that, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And like I said before, Christ is, the, is our example. He's our example and he's our teacher. And we have to give up what he's telling us right here. This is my, my interpretation. We have to give up self-will and we got to be in submission to God, to the will of God. That's what he's telling us here. Take, take up my yoke. My yoke's easy. He's saying, take my example, pick it up, and live like me. That's what he's telling us. Well, to do that, guess what? i got to get myself out of the way. Now, listen. I'm saved, okay, and been saved for a while. I'm not bragging because I, I should be a whole lot farther along than what I am. But I'll tell you what right now, the, probably one of the biggest revelations in my, in my relationship with the Lord is getting myself out of the way. It's that simple. Getting my wants, my stinginess of time. I'm just being quite honest with you all this morning. I mean, you know, I think that's, that's one place where I cheat the Lord. I have in the past, and I don't want to do it anymore, you know. I mean, I want to wrestle, wallow around, and say, well, you know what? I want to do what I want to do. Well, listen, listen no. Now I'm beginning to, to I'm, 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 I'm readjusting that. And I'm saying what I want to do is get in God's word first. And then once I take care of that for the day, then, Lord willing, if, he, if it's his will, I'll get to do what, maybe what I want to do. Listen, I'm telling you, we, we got we to gotta bow down to him and get ourselves out of the way. I mean... His, and here's the thing. His desire is to teach us to live like him. And, and what I mean is in uh, Mark 16, I know we're almost out of time. I'll wrap up here in just a minute, but I want to hit a couple things. Mark 16, verse 24 says this. And, and I thought about this this morning as I was kind of going through and reading and studying a little bit again this morning, going through my notes. And it says this. Let me get there. Mark 16, verse 24. Let's see. No, that's wrong. Yeah, I'm way off. Where am I at? <laughs> I wrote down Mark. What did I write that down for? Let me back up. Maybe it's Matthew. Let me see. Maybe it is time to quit, Pastor Tom. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so he had compassion on him. It was when he was, he was getting ready to feed him, and he said he, said he looked out upon him, and he, had, and he had compassion on him, because, and he sat down to teach him. That was the point I wanted to make. But anyway, that's fine. It's, I'll go ahead and wrap it up, but I'll make a note. By golly, Lord willing, I'll, I'll give it to you next week. How's that sound? But that, that's, that's the thing. I mean, he, he has a desire to teach us. He doesn't have to have a desire to teach us. He has a desire to teach us of him so that we can live for him. I'll quit there.